Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Nerds and geeks, hold on to your seats because it's about to go down. Welcome to Nerdorama, the voice of the nerd nation. I'm Mo Kelly, he's Tawala Sharp, and together we bring you your daily dose of nerd news, analysis, and conversations with the best and brightest of the nerdverse. On today's all-new Nerdtastically Newsworthy edition of Nerdorama, at long last, Dark Side will be coming to the big screen, and eventually, so will Black Adam. There's wild rumors running around the nerdverse concerning the Fantastic Four. The Russo brothers finally explained the most what-the-hell moment to come out of Avengers Endgame. And for some reason or another, Star Wars felt we needed to know the origin of Admiral Holdo's slow-speed chase through outer space. Plus, Marsha Collier is here with a brand new edition of Tech Thursday. But now, the news. Up first in the news, what you got cooking for us, Mo? Spider-Man Homecoming screenwriters John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein are in talks to direct Paramount AllSparks Dungeons and Dragons film. Now, this is according to Deadline. Not that, I, again, I don't know who was asking for a Dungeons and Dragons film, given what happened back in 2000 with that movie adaptation. Maybe this will be better. But let me get back to these writers. Daly and Goldstein were previously attached to direct Warner Brothers Flash movie, which is still supposedly in development, but they departed that, and now they're on to this. The new Dungeons & Dragons film is scheduled to hit theaters if it's not delayed, if it's not pushed back, if it's not just uh, disregarded and forgotten altogether, June 23rd, 2021. I am anxiously not awaiting it. Dark Side is in New Gods, and so are the Female Furies. New Gods co-writer, director Ava DuVernay has confirmed on Twitter that Dark Side and the Furies will be featured in the upcoming Warner Brothers film. Finally, Dark Side is coming to the big screen. The question is, and I mean this respectfully because I have nothing but great respect and affinity for the director, Aver DuVernay. I'm not sure that the superhero comic book arena is going to be her forte. Remember, she was the original director attached to Black Panther. And for whatever reason, it didn't work out, and they moved on to Ryan Coogler. So I have to ask the question, is her vision going to be what us nerds are looking for and expecting. But the good news is, Aver DuVernay has made it clear on Twitter, at least, that Darkseid is going to be in this film. And I've wanted to see Darkseid on the big screen since I was a child. Can't wait. I'm going to see it no matter what. I'm just cautiously optimistic. Wonder Woman, it's official. 
Warner Brothers, speaking of Warner Brothers, has lassoed Rosario Dawson into lending her voice acting talents to play Princess Diana of Themyscira, daughter of Hippolyta, a.k.a. Wonder Woman, in the new animated movie, Wonder Woman Bloodlines. Dawson leads a voice acting cast that includes Jeffrey Donovan as Steve Trevor, Kimberly Brooks as the Cheetah and Giganta, and Michael Dorn as Ferdinand. Rounding out the voice cast, or Ray Chase, or it doesn't really matter, but Bloodlines will be the sixth time that Dawson has officially voiced the character of Wonder Woman, the first being in 2015's Justice League Throne of Atlantis. That was good. Although, she did voice another character, Artemis, in the 2009 animated film Wonder Woman. And yes, I'll be looking forward to that, and yes, I will be seeing it. And Black Adam which is going to star Dwayne The Rock Johnson, it is actually supposed to happen. Yes, it's indeed happening. No, no, not only is the movie happening, but The Rock is going to be Black Adam. With the screenplay still being worked on, we don't know what exactly to expect from the movie, and there are some concerns that the villain will be watered down, but we're going to get the movie. Yeah. The Rock... I know, he's still Dwayne Johnson, but he'll always be the rock to me. The Rock, as he was out there promoting Hobbs and Shaw, The Rock commented on the character status without giving too much away. Quote, Black Adam, how he starts, he starts off as a villain. Close quote. But then he went on. Quote, then he becomes an anti-hero. And then he might become a hero, or he might not. Close quote. This is all like kind of Mysterio Spider-Man sort of thing. He's originally cast as a villain. We know of him as a villain. And then when he gets into the movie, he might be an anti-hero or a hero. Or they're going to change some of the backstory. Or they're just going to flip the script altogether and make him into something different. I don't know. But I just like The Rock. And if he's going to be Black Adam, cool. It might not be anytime soon because they haven't even finished up the script. And, you know, Warner Brothers, they need hits. We'll have to wait and see what happens. And that's your news for right now until Tawala gives you his half. Tawala, come on with it. I got to say, Mo, I really don't have much to offer today, primarily because my mouth hurts like hell. Why? Root canal followed by a temporary crown. but. I'm on a lot of painkillers right now, so I will do my best to get through this. First, dipping my toe into the Rumorville pool. Word has it that the MCU has major plans to bring not only Galactus, but one of his more unsung heralds, Tyrant, to the MCU. Now, this should be taken with a hefty grain of salt, but several nerd sites are reporting on this. Many theorizing that we could be seeing Tyrant and or Galactus both making some sort of in-credit appearance in the Eternals. But again, seeing as how this is not coming from Feige or anyone connected to Eternals directly, take it with a hefty grain of salt. Something that is actually true and for me equally exciting, there is going to be a Runaways Cloak and Dagger crossover coming this December. Now, I only have two more episodes left to season two of Runaways, but I finished Cloak and Dagger, and damn, Cloak and Dagger was good, man. 
And the way the series ended, I instantly thought that they were going to be meeting up with the Runaways just because of some things that were said and where they left off, but more importantly, where they were headed. Now, this crossover event is going to happen in the Runaways third season, which is scheduled to hit Hulu December 13th, with the big bad being super fine Elizabeth Hurley's Morgan Le Fay, to which I have to say, take my money, Hulu, take it. Moving right along, in the world of comic books, Guardians of the Galaxy is finally making Peter Quill, a.k.a. Star-Lord, and Gamora's relationship comic book canon because, as you know, or maybe you didn't know, they were never in a relationship in comic books. But in Donnie Kate's current run of Guardians of the Galaxy, issue 7 is making it official. And now I gotta go back and read because last I saw, Peter Quill was in love with Kitty Pride from the X-Men. So this is a head-scratcher. And speaking of Kitty Pride of the X-Men, turns out her power is one of five added to the most bizarre mutant I've ever seen revealed in Powers of X, and that is none other than the character Rasputin. Rasputin, who in Powers of X is a Shimmera, a mutant created by Mr. Sinister to fight a mysterious mutant-hating group called the Man Machine Academy and to make this unholy mutant creation, Mr. Sinister combined the powers and DNA of five different X-Men, including Kitty Pride, Colossus, Colossus' sister, Magic, and Quentin Quire, who was like a super mega powerful telepath. And if you've seen any of the covers of Powers of X, she's the character who has Colossus skin carrying Magic Soul Sword. And now with this extra bit of 411 on the character, I'm even more intrigued to see where this is all going. You too can follow the adventures in Powers of X, which is on sale now. Also on sale now, and I just got it, Avengers Endgame. And with the release of this film, of course, the Russo brothers are taking all kind of interviews and answering a bunch of behind the scene questions, including one very serious question that many of us walked out the theater asking, like, why in the hell did you have a funeral for Tony Stark, but not have a funeral for Black Widow or Vision? Well, they didn't explain why Vision didn't get a funeral, maybe because he's an android and they didn't consider him human enough, but Black Widow? Man, without her, the whole time heist would have been a complete wash. Well, unless Hawkeye sacrificed himself, but that's neither here nor there. She sacrificed herself. No funeral? What the hell? Well, turns out what the hell is. According to the Russo brothers, people have asked why Natasha didn't get the same amount of screen time post-death as Tony did. Well, Tony doesn't have another movie. Tony is done. Natasha has another film. The Marvel Universe obviously does not have to move forward linearly anymore, but the character still has some more screen time coming. And having a funeral for in this film would have the next film be really, really weird to watch. So maybe there will be some type of major funeral for her then. And for those of you who are asking, certainly not me, in Marvel's Star Wars Age of Resistance, they have just released a one-shot story entitled The Bridge. And it is in this story that we learn the origins of Admiral Holdo, or as I like to call her, Admiral Evening Gown. Well, they have just revealed the origin to her crazy, slow-speed chase through outer space, culminating in a light-speed kamikaze death. 
And again, this is a story I doubt anyone was asking for. <laughs> Seriously, I don't care. No one cares. That was quite possibly the most aggravating part about Last Jedi as a whole. Seriously. But before I pass it along to Marsha Collier, to all my Trekkies, of which I know Marsha Collier is a major one, Star Trek The Motion Picture is getting re-released for its 40th anniversary. Starting tomorrow, Friday, August 2nd, Fathom Events will begin selling tickets for the theatrical showing of Star Trek The Motion Pictures, which will be back on the big screen for two nights only this September. So yes, once again, starting tomorrow, Friday, August 2nd, you can go to Fathom Events to get your tickets for this two-night-only event going down this September, where you and all my Trekkie brethren can live long and prosper. And with that, it is time to turn it over to our very own tech expert, Marsha Collier, with the brand-new edition of Tech Thursday. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey there, this is Marsha Collier. It's your Nerdtastic Tech Thursday. It's my 10 minutes of tech for Nerdorama, and I'm going to give you some really interesting tips this week. So it's been an interesting week in tech, not a big news week, but do you use Chrome? I do. Even though I know that Firefox is probably more private, I, don't, I just feel more comfortable with Google's Chrome. They know everything about me. I'm not spreading my information out to anybody else. Google knows me, and they haven't screwed me over yet, so I guess that's okay. So there's a new version out, version 76. has some interesting new tweaks that you might enjoy. Also, do you use a fitness tracker? If you don't use one, are you conscious of the fact that everybody's telling you about how you have to take 10,000 steps to be healthy, 10,000 steps or something bad's going to happen to you, right? We're supposed to do that, right? I got news for you. You probably don't. <laughs> it's great news. Um, also, sorry Apple. It seems that iPhone sales are falling quickly. It seems that Apple is no longer number one or number two smartphone seller in the world. There's some interesting stuff going on there. Uh, not only that, but expensive phone sales are going down all over. We talked about it before. Who needs a $1,000 phone? So, ready? Let me get into the details. So, like I said, I use Chrome. I love it. And it's just a solid browser. I can have a bazillion tabs open. It isn't crashing on me. It might get really slow, but it depends which of my computers I'm on. On my main desktop, I can have like 30 open, and it's still chugging along. We don't normally think of what version are we on because we're not always on the latest version because Google rolls out the versions uh, slowly to different people, to different computers, to be sure there isn't a problem. But when you get version 76, it's got two things that I... Well, actually, three things that I just love. There's a thing called incognito mode. If you're not using this, you really should. 
If you don't know how to get into incognito mode or find out which version of Chrome you have, uh, just left click on the three vertical dots on the far right hand corner and a menu will come down. Uh, click help and then go to about Google Chrome and that will tell you which version you're in. Um, I'm not in 76 yet and I'm looking forward to it, but that's where you can check to expedite your updates. So that's a good place to go. Incognito. You'll see there's a place to open a new incognito window or you can press the control, the shift, and the N key and it will open a new window. An incognito window doesn't have any cookies on it. It doesn't let the people, websites that you're going to, know who you are, what cookies you have on your computer, who you're a customer of, or anything. You're literally incognito. The great thing about the new incognito mode in version 76 is that websites will no longer be able to tell when you are in incognito mode. You see, they could tell before, and certain websites would kind of balk at that and not load their websites. But now, if you've ever read news on the internet, and you, you're going to a website and they have a paywall. Paywall means you have to subscribe to us before we're going to let you look at our website. Well, uh, Chrome has now with this new incognito mode, they won't know that you're in incognito mode. So if it's one of those websites that let's say lets you read three stories and then they want to charge you, there's no way they're going to know if you've read three stories or a hundred. So time to jump into the New York Times deep now and you'll be able to read all the different newspapers, maybe the LA Times, I'm not sure, but that'll be great. Just go into incognito mode and go direct to the website. Also in new Chrome is a dark mode. Now I am not a fan of a black screen with white type. I don't know why, maybe it's just I'm not used to it, but if you're interested in it, it is available in Chrome 76. And last, oh, the LADWP is going to be broken hearted because the only way you can see your usage graph on the LADWP website is by using Flash. Now the deal is Flash is this old, old technology that everyone's wanted to get rid of. And it seems even though Flash won't truly end until 2020, and it's been blocked by everybody except the LADWP, now uh, somebody's going to have to update their website because Chrome is taking it one step further. All Flash items are blocked by default. If you want to use the flash to see your DWP bill, you'll have to go to Chrome settings and look for content flash and you should see a little thing that says ask first and you can set that up but I don't know how long that's going to work. Um, DWP is going to have to update their website but it'll be nice to say goodbye to flash but mostly I'm really excited until all these publications get hip to the the new incognito mode. I'm going to read, read, read on the internet. Next, I have been guilty that is feeling guilty because I do not always take 10,000 steps a day. As a matter of fact, it's a real big day when I take 10,000 steps and, you know, you celebrate by having ice cream or something because 10,000 steps is a lot of steps. Well, it seems that Harvard University published a study in the Journal of the American Medical Association. Um, and, okay, this study was conducted with, with older women. I'll take that. I'm going to be an older woman any minute here. Uh, if you take as few as 4,400 steps per day, helps to lower mortality rates. 
The more steps a day, of course, mortality rates decrease before leveling off at 7,500. So basically that magic marketing number of 10,000 daily steps, you don't have to worry about it anymore. You can take off that 2,500 and know that you're doing yourself good at 7,500 steps a day. I'm really grateful for this because I feel guilty when I don't do my steps. Okay, not only guilty, but I'm weird. Weird, but I still like to walk. So at least try to have 150 minutes of moderate activity such as walking, and that will lower the risk of heart disease and stroke, improve sleep, and supposedly help you lose weight. Just do it. So in Q2, second quarter of the market, all the different companies reported their numbers, and it seems that uh, people are not buying premium phones the way they used to. Uh, Tim Cook gave an excuse for it and said, customers are holding on to their older iPhones a bit longer than in the past. You know, they're, they're holding on because they're much better. Well, they're holding on because new phones are really expensive. Not only expensive, but do they really, really have all the extra bells and whistles that justify a $1,000 plus purchase? I personally don't think so. Something's got to be really special for me to want to spend $1,000. I mean, if you're an Apple person, you can still get an iPhone 7 from the Apple website for $299 with a trade-in. And I think from what I heard from Apple people that that's a really good, good phone. Uh, Samsung's A-series phones also are a lower-end phone, much lower than the Galaxy S10. And the Galaxy S10 Plus is on sale now for $799. And I'm using that one right now. It's a really good phone. Google recently launched the Pixel 3a and the Pixel 3a XL. Great cameras, half the cost of the standard Pixel 3, $799, and the Pixel 3 XL, $899. So is there really a need for $1,000 phones anymore? Um, Worldwide shipments for smartphones. It seems that Samsung is the leader at 76.3 millions in Q2. Huawei, the Chinese phone maker, and I'm also right now using a Huawei P30 Pro, which is an amazingly fast, beautiful phone. They sold 58.7 million units. Apple only sold 38 million units. That's a big fall down. Samsung is almost double. So I really think these companies are going to have to see what it is that the people want, not what they want to shove down our throats. Because budgets, right? Not everything is all about the tech. (laughs) Yeah, I'm only kidding. Yeah, it is all about the tech. But it's not about spending money. We have to spend pay for the rent too. So even though we don't get Huawei smartphones here in the U.S., they're still gangbusters around the world. There's a big phone market everywhere else. So that's about it. Next week, I'm going to be in New York for Samsung's new phone launch. Not sure what they're launching. We never know till we get there, but I'm very excited. And I'm looking forward to getting some news and some information to share with you when I get back. So have a happy week. Happy Tech Thursday. Bye-bye. (coughs) 
Hey guys, Mo Kelly here. The new daily Nerdorama podcast is featured on iHeartRadio. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast feed to get your daily dose of nerd news. Also available on iTunes, Spreaker, and all the top podcasting apps. It's free and perfect for everyone in your nerd family. Nerdorama with Mo and Tawala is produced by Tawala Sharp and was born out of the Mo Kelly Show, which airs weekends on KFI AM 640 in Los Angeles and iHeartRadio. Find Tawala at Tawala on Twitter. That's T-A-W-A-L-A and Mo Kelly at M-R-M-O-K-E-L-L-Y on Twitter. Until next time, keep it comic. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.